Welcome to Love Hate Automate. I'm your host, Dale Parr. Today we have a very special show for you. The format remains familiar, but the spotlight shifts to London Fashion Week. We'll be slicing through the noise to zero in on how tangible technologies such as mixed reality and gaming are revolutionising the fashion industry. Our focus will be on practical applications and real-world impacts demystifying how these innovations are not simply trends, but game changes in how we conceive, experience and engage with fashion. We'll highlight where the industry is getting it right, where it's falling short and what the future holds for digital integration in fashion design and presentation. Join us as we dissect the trends, tackle the challenges and forecast the tech advancements reshaping fashion today. Let's dive in. So I'm really, really excited uh, to welcome a, a very special guest to the show for this London Fashion Week special. It's uh, Sofia Zweglinska, uh, international fashion reporter at Glossy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be on. And obviously I'm coming from Glossy, which is a US fashion and beauty publication. And we cover the kind of nuts and bolts shifts in power and kind of aspects of what's going on in fashion and beauty companies and brands. And I focus specifically on sustainability, innovation and technology. So looking at all of the interesting things that are coming up with digital product passports, digital fashion, and, you know, blockchain innovation and all kinds of things. I think it makes for a very interesting role. Um, And obviously I'm on the ground in London. So I've been at all of the shows, well, most of the shows um, this season and really looking forward to talking a little bit more about them and kind of where they lie on that spectrum. Yeah, well, thank you for being our kind of boots on the ground for this London Fashion Week. Uh, you know, uh, there's so much to fit in during what seems to be a jam-packed four or five days. It, some, somehow it seems to get shorter um, you know, often when I was in Milan for September's Fashion Week, it went on for seven days. London seems mm. to be a little bit shorter than but more compressed or compact than some of the others. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is an exciting opportunity just to recap on what was exciting, maybe what opportunities were missed, and maybe um, you know how we see kind of the future of fashion events kind of you know developing over over the next few years. Um, I'm trying to stick to the love-hate automate format for the show. Maybe we could start off by exploring some of the some of the highlights, maybe designers or brands that successfully integrated digital into their shows. Uh, maybe you could uh, share some of some of those highlights or spotlights with us. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think that it's always tough when you know you're talking about designers. Um, amid a recession, I think that a lot of the designers this season kind of felt that there was less integration of technology than there has been in previous seasons. But, you know, some still kind of stuck true to to their guns and went with it. And I think, you know, Psyche is one of those. Um, the the kind of digital fashion collective led by um, Alice Delahunt um, has been making the waves, I would say, um, in London on the digital fashion front. They had um, made on Tashkin. And KWK um, showing with them and KWK actually was only showing with them as his show was cancelled right before Fashion Week. 
Um, so I think it was a really interesting way of showcasing those designers and the presentation format with, you know, both integration of like a digital design as well as a physical um, and the preceding sale where all of the items um, yeah. from, to my knowledge, sold out. I think that that was um, a really, really interesting way of kind of combining that. Um, and it's also in combination with, um, you know, with, in collaboration at least with the BFC and to the British Fashion Council mm-hmm. and their work um, supporting New Gen and obviously Psyche Collective is part of New Gen. So that makes for, you know, a very promising future in that digital fashion space. Um, and then the other one, which I think, you know, it's off schedule, so not necessarily part of the London Fashion Week, um, is Jack Irving, who's previously done kind of designs for Lady Gaga and others. Um, and he showed kind of a digital physical presentation which integrated like AR elements, uh, a kind of physical showcase of his work, um, as well as I think it was an AI generated like display on like multiple screens um, of all of his different pieces and kind of melding together. And yeah, it was very, I think a very effective presentation Mm -hmm. um, and something that kind of showcased that, you know, AI is still very much on on people's minds, and some people even integrated that kind of AI element in prints and other aspects. So both me and you were, were at the Psyche uh, inaugural event back in September, and yeah. um, at that event, the designers, the ten the Psyche collective members, um, they did just a digital only presentation of, mm-hmm. of their work. You know, that was just large wraparound kind of immersive experience just given maybe a snapshot or a highlight as to what to expect from the designers now this this particular event was centered on one particular designer so maybe you could describe exactly how how the event looked from a from a digital perspective yeah of course so the the wraparound screens remained i think they're a very effective way of kind of bringing people in to digital fashion when you see it as like a full-scale thing you know larger than um i would say the average human person i think it makes for a very kind of effective um display and you also see all of the details so there was wraparound screens and then two physical displays with three models from kwk and three from maison tashkin um and both of those kind of presented the physical uh, pieces so in like a nice kind of space um, as well as, you know, screens all around the room showcasing work from the Digital Fashion Collective from Psyche. So all of the other designers as well. So I think it makes for, you know, a kind of diverse presentation where you've got physical, digital, and, and then also, you know, kind of renderings and copies from um, the Digital Collective as well. Because it's much more of like a, an art space, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think that those presentation like spaces are actually quite effective because you end up seeing the pieces almost closer than you would, you know, if it was on the runway. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you won't be able to see it if the model is kind of rushing past, but here you actually got time to you know, ruminate, talk to the designers, like actually see where their like inspiration was coming from. And it was all very kind of well curated by their new creative director, Nicola, um, who I think mm-hmm. has a kind of key role in bridging, I guess, the traditional fashion industry and their interests in digital fashion, as well as the kind of more out there elements of digital fashions, which can sometimes, I think, can be quite hard to um, 
convey, I guess, in a more traditional setting. Yeah, I think he's going to be a you know fantastic conduit between between the two worlds, mm, and I think Simon as well collides. And I think Nick Nicola is a good example of that in reality. You know, exactly. Uh, it's interesting. I was just looking at uh, some of the um, some of the reports from from Fashion Week, and Dunhill specifically had they said they had forty one looks. Mm-hmm. Um, just wondering how scalable. 41 looks would be with a, with an event space like Psyche's, whether you could actually, you know, communicate a show, um, it's kind of static form, but immersive form because everyone gets to socialize and hang out for a longer duration of time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that people are paying attention to the, the clothing in the same way, or do you think it's kind of becomes more of a, a hangout rather than there to really fall in love with the, the collection from a, from a fashion perspective? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's it's always about the purpose, you know, what is the purpose of putting on a show? And for Dunhill, this was the first time that they've put on a show, first time they're showcasing their kind of new creative director. Like, there's a lot of reasons, I guess, to, to put on a show, but I think in this case, it was more about making an impression. Um, and with Dunhill, you know, they've never shown at London Fashion Week before, to my knowledge. Um, and I think that it brings them visibility but also you know allows them to see whether London might be a possible space for for future shows whereas you know if it was a presentation like granted yes you'd have a look at the clothes which I'm sure will be available um with Dunhill you know in press presentations later on um but I think it might be it might be a little bit different from what their intention was with this show I think the presentation format might just make it a little bit crowded and 40 looks is, you know, a lot to put into one space. I think it's better if those kind of things are curated. Yeah, yeah. So um, do we know, did you pick up on any designers kind of using technology in the back office in terms of how they were creating or designing or, or finding ideas of discovery using, using technology? Do you have any examples uh, of that? Definitely, yeah. So um, one of the designers who's, you know, kind of very big and has worked previously under Kim Jones um, is Edward Crutchley who showed on Saturday I believe um, and his work you know is very kind of craft focused you wouldn't think that any kind of tech integrations happening there um, but he decided to use AI to um, experiment with prints I think that's quite a similar application to what um, JW Anderson did last season I think there was some um digital AI printing involved there. Um, and I think that, that it allows kind of creative designers to be a little bit more um, expressive to, I, I guess, find new aspects of their work that they might not see before. Um, and he, you know, he, he talked to, to, the, to me after the show and he said that it was just a tool, essentially, you know, AI is something that allows him to kind of test new new formats, new ideas, um, in, in a very different way to what he's done before. Yeah. It's the perfect tool for product discovery You can abstract away thoughts and ideas from previous collections and, mm. and it can help you take those ideas to a completely different plateau. Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, that's a fantastic use case. I think now before we move on to some of those missed opportunities, I just wanted to maybe talk about Natasha Zinko. Mm-hmm. Um, a really impactful show. Uh, I think this was at the Truman in, in the East End. 
And this was kind of taking a, taking a bit of a, a space race modernism approach, uh, from the 1960s built quite a dark dystopian futuristic feel to the show. Um, I noticed there were, you know, some of the models had kind of like neck makeup, um, <laughs> bright colors, um, the performances were really, really strong and intentional in terms of how the models were using the, the runway. Um, and some of the, some of the shapes, uh, of the clothing were, were really interesting. I thought. Yeah, definitely. I think that the whole kind of space race aspect is almost interesting because it's combining, you know, the most more traditional kind of aspects of the industry with very early tech innovation. Um, which was happening in the 60s. I think that that's quite similar to where we are now, where mm. just on that cusp of exploring, you know, digital technologies, um, digital fashion and AI and how that will affect, you know, culture at large, I guess. Um, and at the same time, you know, looking at, you know, what that would mean for 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 fashion. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, a lot of silver, some kind of space, um, inspired masking, I think the the designs felt very like sixties. I think it, it makes for a very yeah interesting time when when you see those comparisons on the catwalk. Yeah, I think you can tell with the footwear particularly, uh, some mm. of the colored high boots, the ankle boots, the the white kind of patent leather had a real kind yeah. of sixties feel to it, and some of the some of the um, the paneling was a bit. Star Trek, I hate to say it, but it did have a bit of a Star Trek feel. But I think you're right in terms of like um, a culture and a, a parallel time on the cusp of, of innovation and exploring faraway lands like imagination, you know, mm -hmm. sort of got kind of like gaming environments. There is some big parallels with the 60s. So I thought that was that was a really cool collection, a really yeah. cool show. Um, now on to the next topic. You know, it's hate that's kind of softened to frustrate, but then we should <laughs> talk about that as a missed opportunity or maybe a disconnection from the technology. Um, mm -hmm. On the whole, how do you think Fashion Week uh, has been in terms of comparing it to maybe a year or two ago when Metaverse, Blockchain, Crypto were kind of maybe at, at, at a peak? Do you mm. think technology is being used in a similar way or do you think that's changed? No, it's definitely changed. I think that, you know, for designers this season, I think that technology integrations can be quite expensive. And I think they focused more on um, buyer-ready collections um, that would be, you know, buyer-first, so therefore like business-first. Um, but I do think that that was, you know, something that is maybe a little bit frustrating because of the fact that it, it's such an important time, I guess, in the technology space. And it feels like fashion's almost operating in a bit of a bubble if it's not relating to what's going on outside of it. You know, you've got launches from Sora um, and kind of AI platforms. There's yeah. wide, um, you know, blockchain applications in terms of sustainability and traceability. I think that it makes sense to talk about these technologies on a platform like Fashion Week. Um, and I think doing that is always done through just bringing it into the collections or bringing it into the presentation format. Um, so I think that it makes more sense to to integrate those. But unfortunately, I don't think that there were any um, 
interesting examples of that on on the runway apart from that kind of craft and ai um integration yes yeah, a really interesting one isn't it because we can have kind of panel discussions until you're blue in the face but actually the things that have real impact are the shows themselves and that exactly. is where the real virality of of an idea can really magnify and amplify through the press through culture you know to the point where not only are the fashion publications picking up on it you find that the tabloids and everybody starts to pick up on it you know i don't think we plan to talk about zendaya's outfit for the <laughs> but that's what goes viral you know and it feels like some of those kind of viral moments um haven't really been um haven't really been present in london fashion week that, that i've seen no, definitely. And it's it's interesting because in New York, you had a little bit more of that. For example, you had, you know, Christian Cowan who presented and the, the kind of color changing or kind of uh, density changing dress. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that there's more integration of technology in that space. And I'm wondering, you know, is that because of the kind of um, San Francisco is obviously in the US. So therefore, like the tech scene maybe is more integrated there. Um, but, you know, the, the the furthest extent I would say that it's gone to is, you know, a couple of the um, fashion schools in London have done presentations where, you know, users have maybe um, uploaded their collection to like an Apple Vision Pro, but it hasn't been something that's actually shown up on the catwalks. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like uh, fashion takes a step forwards and then takes a step back. and. <laughs> And you do, you know, and you're right in what you're saying. It's kind of buyer first. You know, these collections have to appeal to to the luxury retailers first and mm. foremost. You know, they have to be meeting their, um, you know, they want to be receiving forward orders for these collections, which is obviously fundamental for the business. Um, and you do, you do question how previous technology integrations have been how those projects have been kind of ideated and planned you know did they did they have issues with the results you know mm. did they actually have a clear understanding of what they were setting out to achieve um how successful were those experiments with tech and i just hope that people or brands haven't had their fingers burnt post pandemic kind of lurching, mm. lurching towards um something without really understanding on whether it's truly aligned with their medium and long-term, long-term objective. So I do, I do hope that, that we see, um, we see a nice steady curve of adoption, uh, through, through future fashion weeks. And we're not just going to see like the snap of retrenchment this year. And then, uh, everyone goes back to kind of traditional, uh, presentation. Cause I think that would be again, a, a, a missed opportunity. And a disconnection with the digital native generations that, that are growing up around us. Definitely. Yeah, I think that it's it's a hard space to to kind of be in for emerging designers, which make up, you know, the, the vast majority of um the shows happening in London. And um, and I think for them it's it's almost yeah, a, a different way of in, interpreting um the world. I think they'd rather do it just purely through the designs and the clothes. Um, but yeah, definitely a missed opportunity there. Mm. So finally, um, Automate is, you know, where we perhaps talk about the future of fashion in the digital age. You know, do you have any technologies or any innovations that you think are going to be having a huge impact on 
on the fashion week, it's, it's, it's much easier to convey kind of technology through social media platforms, um, through digital content than through the physical. Uh, what do you think we have in store uh, for, for the next fashion weeks? Yeah, I think that with technology integrations, I kind of expect almost like a stealth mode approach um, for the next couple of seasons where, especially, you know, in terms of the things that I talk about, you know, with the business components of the brand and that maybe, you know, an AI integration or something to do with software would happen on the back end. Whereas, you know, the the fashion shows themselves would go on as normal um, on the front end without major kind of technology integrations. Uh, I think that there's there's definitely a lot of potential in in kind of augmented reality and displays, and I think that there should be more happening in that space over the next couple of seasons as that technology gets better and more importantly cheaper to use. And um, I think that having all of those. Um, components as well as those um ai integrations you know in in crafting and printmaking like all of the ways that we've seen it done before would be really interesting to see um it's obviously it's really hard to look forward to what will happen in the next couple of years but um i'm hoping that it's something that designers are still continually exploring and it's not just you know every time it gets you know a bump in the media that they decide oh you know what we've got to do that um, and it will become a more continuous thing. I think it's it's more important at the moment anyway to integrate that technology on the back end um, and focus on kind of building out stable businesses. Yeah, yeah. It's always been one of the hardest things to execute the, the digital runway, I've always found, um, because mm. it, does, it, it does lack a little bit of um, personality and character. Mm. You know, you almost need to be in immersive space but with a runway show so it's almost like the perfect blend would be you know psyche's event space but with with a runway and maybe you know we were talking about um burberry was scenting their show and so almost with with the scentscapes and so you end up with this kind of like multi-layered experience of the digital the physical and and however how you've described <laughs> the scent in that context um, yeah, wait, yeah, it has to be multi-sensory. Definitely, and I, I think that that's that's where maybe that definition of what an immersive showcase is kind of changes from just purely being, you know, a digital and physical combination, but also something that brings in the other senses. Um, I actually, and this is completely unrelated to fashion, but um, I went and tried um, the Doctor Sturm experience last season at Fashion Week which included, you know, kind of blackout pod, um, a headset and, you know, some kind of scent on track tree things there too, which basically took you through a digital display of um, the imagined Dr. Sturm, which is a skincare brand world. And I think that that's almost like an interesting way of approaching it. Like her use there was for, you know, meditation. It took you through like a nature-inspired woodland and, and a cave system. And I think that that was something that builds upon the brand um, identity, I guess, because it's not just skincare. It's not just social media. Um, it's also kind of how the brand wants to present itself to the world. And I think it's interesting if, you know, emerging designers would do the same here. Um, you know, there's already been more designers moving into those other categories. So, you know, I think 
um, Patrick McDowell, one of the designers, collaborated on like a scent um, for a collection, you know, Burberry centered their um, show last night. Um, and I think that there's, you know, other integrations as well. If you're bringing in, I don't know, makeup or if you're collaborating with an outdoors brand, that's building out your brand identity in a different way. And I think that that's where that kind of immersive aspect um, can kind of tie it in there where you've got the physical collection is always kind of the, the starting point. But the things around it are essentially what make up, you know, the image of what that brand is in the minds of like consumers or users yeah yeah i know there's so, so actually so much can be done with tech um last year i was with uh, and i won't say the name but a very sexy um denim brand based in milan yeah. and we were talking about how we can use the volume of an event space to really capture the uh, viral moment for the audience and the idea was that we would geotag floating objects in the ceiling of the space and mm-hmm. at a certain juncture of the show all guests would receive a push notification and they would all lift their phones up and they would see this ar presentation above their heads um, mm-hmm. that would be the moment that would be the moment for the press team to capture everyone's phone raised it'll be the moment for them to capture something they've never seen before mm-hmm. and share um and all these things are completely doable. Um, you just need to have that imagination, that foresight, um, bit of bravery to, to give it a try. But I think, you know, like you say, it's that multi-layered, multi-sensory experience where it's, you have the flow of the catwalk, you know, of the garments, you have the smell, you have the space, and then you have that unexpected activation that really, really captures everyone's imagination. Definitely. And I think that, you know, as wearables become maybe more commonplace over the next couple of years, you know, people will be looking kind of almost outside of their screens, which, you know, is essentially the whole point. The easier it is to integrate into how people typically see the world, I think the more more chance that that adoption is going to be higher. So, you know, instead of maybe seeing your screens, you'll see it through, you know, a pair of glasses or a headset or something that... Um, will allow it to be easier to integrate into, you know, a regular showgoer's world. Yeah. Well, fashion has a, a brilliant knack of bringing newness and excitement so regularly. So come September, I'm sure there'll be some great events for us to get into. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that wraps up our London Fashion Week reviews, Sophia. Um, thank you for, for taking time to, to, tell us about what what you've seen um how could our audience keep in touch with yourself what's the best way to to follow you yeah of course so i'm mostly active on on linkedin and so under the fears of Glenska. and then if you want to follow you know what i write about and um, check out glossy.co um, and on socials i'm under stylian and on twitter um, I sometimes write little blurbs and commentaries about what's happening so if you want to keep up with that definitely a good place to to go awesome um, to wrap up I just want to say whether you're a creator a builder or a player in the digital world have fun and enjoy being at the frontier of technology that is definitely changing the future so with that I'd just like to thank you everybody and we'll see you again next time on Love Hate Automate